Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, drumroll please, the advice Megan is giving Kate. Woohoo! The intrigue. We're just going to leave it like that, and you're going to have to listen on to find out what that advice was right right and note that this is not the advice kate asked megan to give her exactly also an unlikely new character emerges in the jen justin split fallout plus harry's ex-girlfriends are going to his wedding i love the way you delivered that i really leaned into the access hollywood delivery style Mm -hmm. we're really teasing everything and you have to listen on for the answers right we're starting with kate and megan though what well i guess we're starting with kate right last week we talked a little bit about how kate and william went to the bafta awards william is the president of baftas they looked amazing i lamented the fact that there weren't any photos on getty of kate and william interacting with like francis mcdormand because that would be my dream conversation but I believe it was over the weekend, Allison Janney, who's been on the award circuit for Itania, volunteered that she actually did meet Kate and William. And it was it was kind of the encounter I feel like Josh or I would have offered, right? Yeah, I love that she spoke about it so candidly. Right. She visited James Corden and she showed this picture by the end of the evening allison janney's like six feet tall and she was sick of wearing her heels so she just kind of tossed them off have no idea where they were but there was actually a photo of her leaving the baftas stepping actually on to a london street barefoot wait really that she showed that photo i missed that. yes yes so i guess i'm not sure at what point in the evening she met kate and william but she said i did meet kate and william and she was in her heels and pregnant so i did feel like a little bit of a wimp that i was there in my bare feet she was my height when i was in my bare feet it's extraordinary that she is that tall because i believe kate's like five nine is that right wait so i never really connected kate's pretty tall then Right. She's very tall. But when she met her, I guess Allison was so overcome with humiliation that she was in her bare feet because you can see that she's like her gown doesn't completely cover her feet, that she acknowledged it. And I feel like this is what you or I would have done. Um, she said it was it was an awkward moment. I told her I was in bare feet and told her she should take her shoes off because she's pregnant. It was an awkward n- moment because I called her honey. And that might not have been royal protocol. But she was lovely. They loved Itania. It was a cool thing to meet them. James Corden asked Allison if Allison asked any follow-up questions, like to make sure they had ac- actually seen the film. Um, Allison said she considered it, but she did not put them on the spot. Oh, so but then how does she know they saw Itania? Well, they said, like, we loved you and I, Tanya. Oh, 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 but we don't know if that was just them being polite or not. Right, right. It's so hard for me to imagine them watching like a somewhat edgy movie. Do you know what I mean? Right. Just because I, Tanya is such an out there film. It's like somehow very hard for me to imagine Kate getting into it. Right, right. How they, I can't think of an awards movie they could relate to less. Would you be more mortified about 
I'm trying to think if I was in the situation that Alice and Janie was in, if I'd be more mortified by the bare feet after the encounter, if I'd be, or if I'd be more mortified that I called Kate Middleton honey. I think the bare feet. I think maybe Kate thought it was endearing that she would, because I'm sure no one calls her honey. It's not like this was Queen Elizabeth, right? You're not. I mean, I'm going off of... I mean, obviously, Alan Jenny's fine. No one's going to reprimand her. But you're not... There's very strict things about what you're supposed to refer to them as. I remember that from when Kate and William visited New York, and I had to cover that event from, like, a corner in the room they were in. But everyone who came to the event, they went through the whole, you know, what you refer to them as, that kind of thing, and, like, how you're supposed to greet them... But I guess Allison and Janie can basically do what she wants. If anyone can, she can, I feel. Right. Even if Kate loved it, I'm sure there's some royal staffer who's since like added her to the blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> Alice and <laughs> Janie will never be invited to another royal event. <laughs> some alarm is going to go off the next time she tries to get like within a mile radius of the palace. They're posting her photo up in the security <laughs> booth. <laughs> I don't really get... Did she get... Was it an unexpected... I think I have to watch the full interview. Was it an unexpected encounter or did she know when she had the bare feet she was going to be meeting Kate? Do you know what I mean? I guess she was just at the BAFTA, so maybe she didn't know at that moment that that was going to be when Kate was going to be near her or something. Right, right. They didn't really clarify that. I kind of assumed that Allison would have taken her heels off towards the end of the evening. So... Mm, interesting. I don't know. I also always imagine that if you're Kate and William, do they have, you know, an aide or someone like Julia Louis-Dreyfus has on Veep? I think we've talked about this before, who whispers in their ear who these people are and what their movie was, you know? I, I, I feel like that must be kind of stressful. I doubt they're keeping up on the latest in pop culture and film and television. Right. Like, imagine meeting Alison Janney and having no clue who she was, how, how you'd get out of that. <laughs> right. Right. No, I think that's definitely the case. I can't see, can't see her watching like episodes of Mom or something. I wish Kate Middleton was going to the Oscars. Oh, me too. I would take any royal family member except Megan. Maybe Megan will fly in to present Best Picture or something. Right. Casey Affleck is not presenting Best Actress this year, so maybe it'll be Meghan Markle. There's an opening for Megan, Suits Actress, and more. Speaking of Megan, we have to answer the tease we posed earlier about the advice that Megan gave Kate. I'm excited for this. So Us Weekly posted a report titled, a report, I make that sound so important and <laughs> It's basically up there with, uh, you know, the you know, UN documents. How Meghan Markle has helped Kate during her difficult pregnancy. I have never clicked anything faster in my life because, as we know, Kate has already endured two very difficult pregnancies, is more than two-thirds of her way through her latest, and Megan has carried more deal-or-no-deal briefcases than she has babies. So I couldn't wait to hear what advice she had to offer. Um, But this is what us actually says. Fortunately, Kate's future sister-in-law, Meghan Markle, is just a short walk away. The start of the article talked about how difficult this pregnancy Mm. is for Kate. It continues, the former suit star often pops over from the palace's Nottingham cottage where she lives with fiancé Prince Harry to share a cup of tea or offer up some advice. 
says one source. She shares tips she's read about healthy eating. God. I mean, I feel like I have to say us may have over-promised with this headline because I, I wanted some really weird, specific advice, you know? But this does sound very Megan to just offer advice that no one's asking for about like healthy eating, right? I know. I, I, I really should have put money on healthy eating. That completely makes sense to me for what Megan's guidance would be related to. I read an interesting, do you see the Fug Girls, uh, friends of the podcast, uh, wrote an article, uh, I think last week for Bustle, I think, about how like there's all this pressure on Kate and Megan to be tight and we should just sort of let them be. And that when you have a sister, you know, a new sister-in-law that you're you're entering into the family, there's no reason that you would hit it off and we're putting all this pressure on them. How do you feel about that? I agree. I agree with that. I, I sorry, I was just still thinking about the alarm system I would have like mocked up if, if I were Kate Middleton. I would have like bells. I would have some like mm-hmm. code of what mm-hmm. everybody's supposed to do, an excuse of where Kate is supposed to be. God, it, and also you're 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 so right that the dropping by is so intense because it's not she can't really hide. She can't really hide, right? Like if if she's out doing something, the world knows. So right. I don't know so how she's, she She's basically around in in the palace. They live next door to Megan and Harry. They can go to each other's places with no one seeing. Right. No, but I do I agree with the fat girls that is a lot of pressure, especially because not only are they forced into this situation as sisters-in-law, but there are so few people in the world who relate. It's really like they kind of have to hit it off. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. It is, it's not in any way a normal sister-in-law dynamic because in most cases, you don't really have to see or deal with your brother or sister-in-law that often. But in this case, it's like they're one ally is each other. <laughs> right. And, Megan is having bridesmaids. That's right, right? But she's not having Kate as a bridesmaid. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess. Or, I mean, that's the the thinking because Kate wouldn't want to steal. I mean, the whole thing is also interesting because Kate's going to have just given birth like, you know, five or six weeks prior. Um, oh, I hope she brings the newborn to the wedding just to steal some That would thunder. be kind of amazing and a kind of stealing the thunder moment if she unveils the baby, waits to announce the name and baby until that Megan's wedding. Oh, I would love that. It's sort of like how Kim Kardashian did that backdoor pilot of showing Chicago for the first time in Kylie's video. Right. Oh. Um, if you have any other thoughts on Kate Megan, let us know. We also definitely... I want to know more about what these healthy eating tips she's giving Kate, who's been through this twice already. <laughs> I feel like Kate <laughs> Kate probably wants to be like, I know what's up, you know? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyways, we are obviously be monitoring that closely, but we are now going to return uh, to a topic we talked about at length last week, which is uh, the Jennifer Aniston, Justin Theroux split, which I didn't really know we were going to 
kind of be the gossip item they kept on giving, or I guess I did, but I wasn't expecting it to be this um, surprising, I guess. Right, um, this character that has emerged is is really the hero of the story I didn't even know I needed. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about some of the people who we'd be excited to hear from or comment, like Brad or Angelina or Courtney Cox. We haven't really heard anything from any of them. But we have heard a lot about the Anison Thoreau split from Justin Thoreau's New York neighbor, who is kind of become this, I don't even know, I, I was about to say cult hero. <laughs> <laughs> his name for team aniston he's kind of become a mascot i guess he is uh not a fan of justin as tmz puts it he thinks justin's the devil and we should preface this by saying that a very big point of a big factor in the split was that jennifer aniston did not like living in new york yes. did not like living in justin's apartment there so yeah right i think we mentioned this last week but a big factor seems to have been this long distance relationship and Julie, his name is Norman Resnikow, and he is Justin's neighbor, and he told TMZ that Jen has always been nice to him, and he feels sorry for her because he believes Justin tried to force her to like his New York City pad and then bailed on her because she didn't. Resnikow says, everyone knows Jennifer hated the place, and he suggests she get top lawyers to protect herself against the row who, quote, is acting crummy to her like he did to me, unquote. He adds he's rooting for Jen because she named her most beloved dog Norman, which is his name. Oh, so much to love here. <laughs> so much to love. I would happily read a, an Us Weekly, like, 20 questions with Norman Resnikow. <laughs> yeah. I want. I think we should just start following. They should people, the Daily Mail should just follow Norman Resnikow as if he's his own celebrity figure. Like, I want to know what he gets up to on a daily basis and who he sees. I want to know what he does. I want to know more about his background. <laughs> right. I love that he's rooting for Jen, partly because she named her dog his name. Right. Although I haven't read the, I know I've seen a lot of headlines in the past about Justin having this war with his New York City neighbor. So I feel like there's a lot of history. But oh, I yeah. love that even in spite of that history, Norman still has fond feelings for Jen. Well, so part of this history is that he's now actually he's just filed new new legal documents in this back and forth. He's saying that there's water damage from Justin's apartment, which has seeped into his living room. This is like a, this is a, like the next season of Feud should be about these two, I think. But anyway, it seeped into his living room. And he's saying that the water from Justin's apartment has caused his apartment to become infested with mold. And he's saying it's so bad, he has to take medication to deal with the effects of it. And TMZ, if you're interested, has a pretty grimy on the scene photo <laughs> of the alleged water damage, I guess, provided by Norman. So there's a lot happening here with this back and forth. This is insane. So do you think I read this to believe that he knew Jen somehow or that Jen was when Jen was in New York, she kind of, you know, gave him a little hello or made small talk in the elevator right i mean why because right. he's, he's really going out of his way to take jen's side here that's what i assumed i could see jen like coming in after a day of shopping smiling asking norman how he is i could see how that would go a far way with norman considering this <laughs> acrimonious norman's obviously a very sensitive dude and maybe jen signs a you know poster for his niece or something you know 
And right, then, maybe she accepted a package on his behalf at some point. Yeah, I feel like they had like a fun little hijinks happened or something. Like maybe a paparazzi was standing outside for Jen and then Jen said something like, oh, they're here for you, Norman, you know? Oh, <laughs> and, like, I, feel like they I had love good that banter. fantasy fiction exchange. I love that you think that they had good banter. But then everything came crashing down because... Justin, well, we, I guess it all depends who you believe. Justin's rep then told TMZ. I love that Justin's rep responded. I know this is really this is an intense back and forth. Justin's rep told TMZ Resnick Howe's bizarre comments might carry more weight had he ever actually met Jen or toured Justin's apartment. Neither of which has ever happened. Can you imagine having to craft this statement? <laughs> and then. As for the alleged water damage, the rep says Justin's deck and apartment had nothing to do with it. Seems a little fishy to me. What do you think? I agree. I just hope TMZ really follows through with the story. Clearly, there's a lot of material here. But but also, the fact that these two are coexisting as neighbors still is crazy. I mean, I feel enough stress in my daily life as is, and I feel like when you get home, that's your safe space. I'm bringing too much of myself into this now, probably. But Norman, Norman will do that, I guess, with his relatable tale. But I feel... Um, can you imagine dealing with this public feud, right? And you're as a neighbor in your beloved New York pad. Right. I, I just, I have so many questions for Norman. Is he a huge friends fan? I right. feel like he has met Jennifer interacted with her at some point. It's a little fit. I think so too, because I think it's a little strange how the Thoreau statement makes such a point to say, had he ever actually met Jen? I feel like he did meet Jen and now they're trying to somehow cast doubt on that. Well, if we know anything, like if that statement from Justin's rep is incorrect, we're going to hear about it from Norman. Yeah. I want a Norman press conference. Attended by you and me. <laughs> Norman, we will set up, we'll book a hotel lobby. Julie and I will both come in full regalia. I don't know what that even means, but we will. We'll provide smart water. Yeah. We will bring ample smart water, uh, Alvina, Neutr- Neutrogena, what are her <laughs> other campaigns? We'll bring like Jen, I don't know what, like DVDs of The Good Girl, that movie she was in. We're ready. I kind of want him to take to the streets with this campaign. I do too. And I wonder if this has anything to do with Justin feeling like he posted an Instagram. Oh, right. That seemed very aimed at kind of getting some goodwill back on his team. Well, so this, so he returned to social media. So I, I clicked so quickly, maybe not as quickly as uh, Julie clicked on the Megan Kate advice, but pretty quickly because I was hoping it somehow was going to be a long, rambling comment on the split rumors or something. But instead, it was just about rescue dogs, which is you know great and admirable, but not related to gossip at all. But then. It was just, I don't know, what do you think about this, Julie? But he tagged Selena Gomez in this post. Right, it was a hashtag, Selena Gomez. And... Right, who, as you note... Yeah, is friends with Jen. So he tagged... Some, well, he, which, so there's, two, there's a few things that are weird. He, Selena Gomez really doesn't have anything to do with the content, other than that she also has rescue dogs. But as people puts it, the hashtag was just for some, quote, added star power, which is kind of weird on its own. But then it's doubly weird because Selena and Jen are sort of, I guess not famously, but they're like buddies. I think Selena's posted her, her on Instagram and said that Jen's one of her biggest idols. It's so kind mentors. of interesting that... He, 
Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of interesting, don't you think, that he picked Selena as the one to highlight? What do you read into that? That is bizarre. Right. It's just a photo of him holding puppies with a long caption that I couldn't have (laughs) bothered to read. Yeah, a a long caption, then all these things, and then hashtag Selena Gomez. I don't know. It's a little inscrutable, but the combination of the Norman news and this makes me fully Team Jen right now. I know. Did he just want to divert the Justin Throw narrative Mm. to puppy dog rescues? Mm -hmm. As if I needed more more ammunition i guess to be on team jen i am there team jen and team norman team norman i think that's our we can both agree on that i don't know i'm curious to see how this plays out jen's been very quiet since so i want jen to join instagram i think that's also part of my i don't know hope right now right right we'll put that on our vision board i wonder if jet like norman's comments get back to jen at all yeah I want Jen to comment on the Norman feud. I feel like that's also necessary here. I want Jen to say, you know, Norman and I actually have had like three coffee dates. <laughs> he, he, we've texted a few times. I want, I want her to really come to his side and vindicate his argument. No one makes a better margarita than Norman, right? I will also point out that in addition to the scene of the alleged water damage, TMZ also has a photo of Norman on the premises of Justin's apartment during their like back and forth last year. Wow. Trespassing? Um, no, it looks like he's just checking out the damage or something. It's a little strange, this whole thing. You know, we also need a third party neighbor in the Justin Throne right. Norman building to weigh in here. Right. Because I feel like we need we need someone who's unbiased here, who's never seen an episode of Friends and can just kind of offer their take. Right. If, wow. If any of our listeners live in this building or know someone who does, let us know. I see I see sort of why Jen didn't want to spend time there with this crazy water damage neighbor feud scenario. I would stay away too. Right. It does not uh, seem like good energy over there. God. All right. Well, who thought we would ever spend this much time talking about Justin Thoreau's neighbor on this podcast? Actually, maybe someone could have. Let's go back to the royals. Are you up on this Prince Harry, Meghan, ex-girlfriend scenario tale? No, but I am very curious to hear hear about it. So we should preface that this is fully in the realm of Daily Mail report. So we cannot say for sure if it's the case or not, but that hasn't stopped us before. (laughs) Harry is apparently going to be inviting not one, but both of his ex-girlfriends to his wedding to Ms. Markle, Chelsea Davey and Cressida Bonus. Chelsea, he dated on and off for seven years, long relationship. And Cressida, he dated for two years. Uh, Chelsea is now, like, she graduated law school. She just started a jewelry line. Oh, my gosh. The script, this line in the script, dear readers, is amazing. Josh is about to read it. (laughs) Cressida. Cressida is now acting as a dog is what I had written here. I think we mentioned this last week, too, but she's in a play playing a dog. And the Daily Mail has, like, 80 photos of her in character as this dog. I just can't get over it. Cressida's claim to fame is also that when she was dating Prince Harry, she stepped out in some bejeweled moccasins, which I um, tried to recreate and sew by hand. Anyway, as far as we know, he's friendly with both. Chelsea has said 
in an interview in 2016 that she believes she and Harry will always be good friends. At that time, actually, it was rumored that they were maybe rekindling their romance. This was before the Megan news broke. So Chelsea's still in touch with Harry. Cressida's in with sort of the whole crowd, the Princess Beatrice and Eugenie crew. So it's not the most shocking thing in the world that they had been invited, but I think sort of by modern, I don't know, any other non-royal standards, it would be seen as a pretty weird, no? And Harry, the, the Daily Mail says that one of Harry's friends has said, Harry has stayed good friends with both of them, so they will be there. He made sure there were no hard feelings when they split up. I don't think Megan will mind. Julie, do you think Megan will mind? I think Megan would kind of mind, especially because... Yeah. I- as of last week, we heard that Harry was really trying to keep numbers down on the guests at the wedding. So, if And now it's, you know, hey, babe, I'm wanting to add both of my exes. There was ever to be a cut. Right. Because Megan isn't inviting, like, her ex-husband, I would imagine. Right. Well, that's what's interesting, too. It's also just, to me... um like a distraction or something like you know no matter what there's going to be daily mail headlines galore about Cressida and Chelsea at this wedding now you know I mean it's going to be overshadowed by everything else and it's not going to be the main story but it just adds another kind of I don't know if I was Megan I'd be a little bit you know why do I need this distraction uh I love picturing like George or someone someone on Harry's team kind of stirring up the drama saying like oh Megan won't mind you should totally invite them I also love the idea when you said that I was just thinking how funny it would be to be at this wedding and you end up at Chelsea Davies table. (laughs) So you kind of, you kind of get, you know, maybe you're a few glasses of wine in and you can really kind of dish on what's going on with what she really thinks about Megan. I feel like that would be really fun. I feel like that's the table to be seated. Yeah. And I didn't realize this until today, but apparently this is actually sort of somewhat normal in the sense that William's exes all came to his wedding to Kate and Camilla who had dated Prince Charles briefly went to the Charles Diana wedding. So it's kind of a Royal thing, so to speak that, you know, it's such a tight knit sort of these circles they run in that I guess it just sort of happens and you go with it. It's kind of a tradition of awkwardness, right? I would nix that tradition if I was. Yeah, I don't really get it. Doesn't I'm not sure I totally understand. But I'm interested to see if it ends up coming to pass. There's been so many stories I feel like about who's invited, who's not invited. And I feel like we don't really have any clue until the actual wedding. Who would be your dream, like unexpected celeb guest or someone that if you found out they were at the wedding, you would just be really excited? Aside from Norman. And Norman makes a trip to campaign for Team Jen at Megan's wedding. Who would I be excited about? What about you? I think like Jennifer Aniston, I would love to see there. Like Tom Hardy, I think would make Ooh, a wedding Ooh, and I feel like there's an outside chance. Isn't, is he friends with Harry? Mm. Mm. I'd love to see Rihanna at the wedding. Oh. And Harry and Rihanna have hung out a few times. And I would love that. I feel like she would be a fun performer. She would show up three hours into the reception. Yeah. Be a whole scene. I don't, I don't know if I totally see it happening, but it would be fun. I, I do kind of want someone unexpected like that to be the surprise, um, either performer or guest. Like right. I, these Ed Sheeran rumors aren't doing it for me. I want someone more dynamic. 
Agreed. At this point, I'd take the pony major, too. Oh, yeah, the pony major. The pony major. We should really round up our troops of these fringe <laughs> our characters that that the mother of the um woman who owns the bakery who went after megan's pronunciation of scone norman we're always getting these kind of oddball fringe heroes right our in the limelight army i know get us all together and we'll be able to take on anyone that does it i think for this week's episode thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it and you can rate review us on apple podcasts uh we love to hear what you think and uh please leave your comments right and if anyone has any intel about the wedding about any of the guests of the wedding uh if anyone has like a peripheral friend involved Mm -hmm. in any way Mm -hmm. please reach out to us also feel free to reach out to us on twitter at in the limelight um you can also follow us individually i'm at julie w miller and I'm Jay Duboff. Uh, we also are on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. Uh, this episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you next week uh, for our Oscars edition to debrief everything that goes on at uh, Oscar Sunday. And until then, no bad, no bad energy. energy. So synced up. That was really good. Woo!